0: Today on We Here, the Harry formerly known as Prince and Meghan Markle are making moves in LA. But what really is their endgame? Page Six found out why Bethany Frankel threw a fit after leaving the Real Housewives of New York, and Andy Cohen says he's going through his longest dry spell since college. Boo hoo. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my god. We're on page six? No. No. Yeah. Another
1: divorce splashed across page six. Page
0: Six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Kenami
1: And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast.
0: We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the
1: story. Maggie, the story behind the story is I'm so happy that there are people out there listening, and they seem to actually be enjoying our podcast, which I always do, so I'm glad someone else gets it.
0: Yeah, a big shout out to everyone who's reached out to us and written us really lovely reviews. You're helping us get through this quarantine together. Also, Twitter user at lambchop1 made a very cool animation of us with our ad. Thank you for that. That made me smile.
1: Yeah, it was like a cool page six diorama.
0: Yeah. So let us know what you're thinking about the podcast. You know how to reach us. Podcasts at nypost.com.
1: We need you now more than ever.
0: Well, what we don't need is all of this back and forth from Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. They, like, cannot make up their minds with who they are now.
1: Yeah, they were sort of on a roll, Maggie, that they got to L.A., and they were taking on their new mantle as Hollywood stars rather than royals, and they were kind of helping out with the coronavirus pandemic. They were pitching in locally, right, by delivering some meals and stuff like that. But now they... uh I don't know. You're 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 not psyched on the royals right now or the ex-royals.
0: Well, I just feel like when we saw photographs of them, you know, helping out in the face of coronavirus, helping people get fed, which is very important working with those who are really struggling, that felt good. Then today, you know, Meghan Markle made her first television appearance since their royal departure in an interview that was taped over the summer to promote a Disney project about elephants
1: right the 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 it's a documentary called Elephant and she did appear on Good Morning America but the elephant in the room maggie wasn't the documentary it was that there was no news about their you know stepping down from their royal duties Or moving to Hollywood. And the reason was, as you mentioned, is this was just like a promotional thing for the movie that had been filmed over the summer. And the thing is, this movie has been streaming on Disney Plus since April 3rd. So, you know, she went on Good Morning America. I think anyone who would have seen, if you see a headline that's like Meghan Markle will do her first, you know, interview um, since this whole thing went down, you would have gotten excited. But it was basically just her talking about this very worthy documentary. I mean, nothing against elephants, Maggie. We all love them. Um, But, you know, she's just saying things like, I'm really grateful to have had the opportunity to be a part of bringing this story of elephants to life. I've been very lucky to be able to have hands-on experience with elephants in their natural habitat. And when you spend time connecting with them, and, other, and the other wildlife, you really understand we have a role to play in their preservation and their safety. I mean, thanks for nothing.
0: Yeah, and this comes, this interview aired just hours after Harry and Meghan issued a scathing letter that they would no longer engage with
1: the British tabloids. Right, they wrote a letter to four UK tabloids, basically telling them that they were going to sever ties from them because of what they see as unfair coverage. But to me, this almost seems like a bad breakup move, right? Like it's like sending someone a text to tell them that you're not going to be texting them anymore. Like, just don't, (laughs) don't bother. Like, what's the point? Like sever the ties, but be like, Hey, you like, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. And this is like the end of the line love Megan and Harry. You know, it's just like, I mean, what emoji was at the end of this letter?
0: But also at a time in which newspapers and print media is really suffering, this feels like an irresponsible take for all of these people whose jobs are on the line. You know what I mean? Like this wasn't required right now at this moment in time. Focus
1: on doing charitable work that's a great point, Maggie. And the, yeah, it's not all about them, and it's not like the they're the only people that these newspapers you know write about. The other thing is that do, were we under the impression that they had been playing ball with these tabloids? I mean, Meghan Markle is in the midst of a of a very highly publicized lawsuit against the Daily Mail that's unfolding in the UK, and in fact, there was some news. Coming out of that case, The Guardian reported that Prince Harry, basically there was a, there were texts from Prince Harry and Meghan Markle to Meghan Markle's father, Thomas Markle, on the day before their wedding, their mm-hmm. royal wedding, in which Prince Harry was pleading with his father-in-law to be not to engage with the tabloids. According to this report in The Guardian, in one text, Harry was sort of attempting to patch things up just hours before the wedding, basically saying, Tom, this is what the text said, according to the report, Tom, Harry again, exclamation point, really need to speak to you. It's also with just a you, just a not Y-O-U, but a lowercase you. And then uppercase, you do not need to apologize. We understand the circumstances, but going public will only make the situation worse. If you love Meg and want to make it right, please call me as there are two other options which don't involve you having to speak to the media who incidentally created this whole situation. So please call me so I can explain. Meg and I are not angry. We just need to speak to you. Thanks. He also added allegedly in one of these texts, Oh, any speaking to the press will in capital letters backfire. Trust me, Tom, only we can help you as we have been trying to do from day one. And then there was also a text that emerged from Megan Markle in which she had learned that her father suffered a heart attack, which he had told TMZ, rather than his daughter. And um, she was texting him to say she was concerned about his health, and offering to send a security team to him, which they had before, and he had rejected having the security team look after him. In any event, all that's coming out in this suit against the Daily Mail. So it's not as if we thought there was any love lost between Meghan Markle and Prince Harry and and the British press. So I don't know. It's a... It's a great point, Maggie. Why did they feel that they needed to send this breakup letter? Now, they're riding high on this publicity that they were helping out locally in L.A. Why not just leave it at that?
0: Page Six has learned that Bethany Frankel threw a fit after a Real Housewives of New York producer said that the show doesn't need her.
1: There's been a war of words between Bethany Frankel and the Real Housewives of New York. And now, on one hand, you might think that's not surprising, right? I mean, reality TV and reality stars, they need to drum up this drama to have continued interest in the show and themselves. And we see this all the time where, you know, is it is it real or is this a plot line for the show? But mm-hmm. in this case, Maggie, it seems that the the bad blood between Bethany Frankel and the cast of The Real Housewives has actually spilled over to the producers of The Real Housewives and Bravo execs um, who feel that Bethany has gone too far in her criticism oh. of the show. Because she's not just criticizing her former castmates, she's criticizing the ratings and she's saying the show is a flop without her, which Bravo Strongly would disagree with.
0: It's kind of unbelievable that, I mean, Bethany quit the show last August. She was on and off for eight seasons. So there were seasons of Real Housewives of New York where Bethany didn't appear at all. And like, it's kind of unbelievable that they're still talking about this. This new season that's airing now of Real Housewives, the opening scenes were about how Bethany wasn't going to be on the show. So, in one way, this has become Storyline for the show and off camera.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, Maggie. I mean, we began reporting on this um, a few weeks back when Luanda De Lesseps did an interview in which she said that this season of The Real Housewives was the best yet. The reason why Bethany was gone, she basically said that the women <laughs> that the women on the show, you know, can finally breathe. That Bethany sort of took all the air out of the room. And, you know, basically said, good riddance. So then Bethany Frankel sort of fired back. And in an interview with Extra, she dissed the show, but she kind of took it a step further where she said the ratings overall in television have never been higher. And perhaps the ratings on The Real Housewives aren't doing well because it's sort of not maybe the content that is inspiring people to do what they need to do right now. So basically, mm. she first of all insinuated that the ratings weren't good for the new season. But then she also basically said that people don't want to hear about the trivial drama on The Real Housewives of New York because, you know, right now during the coronavirus pandemic, people want to see something more inspiring. So, Right. Pa- Go and ahead. And she's
0: leading the charge on inspiring stuff. I mean – Bethany Frankel has her uh, charitable organization called Be Strong, and she has helped deliver over seventeen million dollars of PPE to healthcare fighters or healthcare workers who are fighting against COVID nineteen. So, it, yeah, don't, I don't know. forget
1: she's,
0: she's don't, doing the work.
1: Don't forget, Maggie. She's inspired millions with her Skinny Girl cocktail line. What was um, <laughs> that? Inspiring people. To drink
0: healthier,
1: sugar free margaritas?
0: I don't know. But listen, d- did I expect Bethany Frankel to step up? Yes, I did. No. Because in the past, no. you know, in Puerto Rico, she was doing a ton of charitable work. And now the fact that she's able to raise this much money to benefit healthcare workers and still shade the real housewives shows you how multifaceted she is.
1: Sounds like you're on Team Bethany, Maggie. But, you know, some people close to the show would disagree with you. A source told our own Ollie Coleman of the Bethany Brouhaha, we all can't believe she's out there bashing the show when the ratings are, are good, and she's proclaimed to have moved on when she decided to leave the franchise. I know the ladies only wish her more success with her new show than she had with the last one. Of course, mm. they're referring to, do you remember her short-lived 2013 talk show? That lasted only for a season. Um, that was a
0: time when they were just like handing out talk shows like candy on Halloween. Like everybody had a talk show. Remember Chris Jenner? They like gave a talk show for a little bit, and then everyone's like, "Oh, I wonder why none of these talk shows took off."
1: Totally, <laughs> they were like podcasts back then. Everybody had them, <laughs> yeah. even us. Um, <laughs> a production source also told Ollie that, and now you see, see Bethany's. Spin has apparently worked on you, Maggie, where you are seeing her as a, as a philanthropist and activist. But this production source told Ollie, as much as Bethany pretends to, pretends to be a producer, creator, mogul, and even philanthropist, she will always be a real housewife and wow. reality star. She was a no one before Real Housewives of New York. Why would someone be so desperate as to bash the franchise that built her brand? Then they even said, Andy Cohen is livid. What? Uh Uh-oh. Andy Cohen is (sighs) livid. I don't
0: know. I just feel like I love Real Housewives. It's great to watch. But in light of what's going on, it all feels incredibly trivial, even the fact that these people are arguing about it.
1: Wow. And this is coming from a Real Housewives expert. You're like a Real Housewives affiliate, like how the (laughs) Wu-Tang Clan had some affiliates.
0: (laughs) Don't tell anyone. But I just feel like, you know what, I want to see what they're doing in real time. And I will make up my mind about how I feel about them based on how they're
1: helping others right now. Wow. You know, another source uh, told Ollie that that Bethany's doing this because She's jealous she's not on the show still and that she made a rash decision to leave and she misses the limelight of it all. Um, wow. The source also said she can't believe it will be as successful without her and maybe better. The producer that you're talking about basically had said Bravo has this thing called BravoCon. We need to have we here con. Um, yeah. BravoCon, which is a convention, not a, Yeah. <laughs>
0: not a con say,
1: not, not not a con artist thing but i ensure that our lawyers are going to have us edit that comment out but a source basically said that at at bravo con a producer had sort of assured fans of the show that the show would be just as good without bethany that she had you know left in the past the producer had said bethany of course is bethany we did 3 seasons with, without her in the middle it was successful a lot of fun some of the best trips and the ladies, they've done this for a while and they don't need Bethany. I think this season we're really excited to shine to that. I mean, that is actually pretty, you know, those are pretty pretty strong words. I can Mm -hmm. see why Bethany Frankel might've felt that she had to fight back against that. Now, one thing worth saying is that reps for Bravo and Bethany Frankel have declined to comment on any of this controversy, but we'll see what happens next. Now, as you said, it's hard to tell sometimes what is a plot line in a reality show and what is reality. The line gets blurred. So here's my question to you, Maggie, as a real housewives expert. Mm -hmm. Um, will Bethany be back? Is this just sort of setting up another, another run of Bethany on a future season of the real housewives?
0: Huh? This is a great question. A lot of, Viewers and people that I have spoken to have been kind of underwhelmed by this new season. So I don't know. How would they get Bethany back, you know, after kind of bad-mouthing her? Maybe if they agree to make some kind of charitable donation to an organization of her choice? I don't know.
1: Totally. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be interesting. (laughs) I, I mean, who knows? I mean, I think in the past there was bad blood. I mean, I remember reporting on this. Um, The last time she left and then she did end up coming back, maybe she'll get um, tired of not being in the spotlight. And then, as you know, after every season of Real Housewives, there's always a bunch of scuttlebutt about which of the cast is getting fired, who they're bringing in. Will Tinsley Mortimer stay on? So mm-hmm. I guess there's always that that issue that'll be the next thing. But I thought that people in isolation were jonesing for The Real Housewives. I thought they were asking Bravo to release this season early, and Andy Cohen was saying they couldn't do it because of technical issues. But so you're saying that people have been kind of like, even in isolation, people aren't into it this season?
0: It sounds like they're underwhelmed, you know? It's the beginning of the season. We're still meeting The New Housewives. But that first episode, the premiere, mm, they could have done more.
1: All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Maybe Bravo will be calling you after this segment.
0: I hope not. Like many people, with the exception of Suzanne Somers, Andy Cohen is weathering a dry spell. He talked about going five weeks without having sex on his SiriusXM radio show and revealed that that's the longest he's gone without having sex since he was a college student.
1: Right, and there was a good reason that he hasn't had sex in five weeks, Maggie. I mean, he did have coronavirus, so... But no, doesn't really that, set
0: the mood.
1: <laughs> doesn't set the mood. I mean, one is you have to be quarantined which he did, and then also since he's described his symptom described his symptoms as having, you know, experience of fever, chills, cough, chest tightness and a loss mm-hmm. of taste and appetite accompanied by a lot of aches and pains in the body. Not exactly <laughs> gonna get in the mood, but so wait, he's 51 years old and he this is the first time he hasn't had sex in five weeks since college. That's like a 30 year plus run. That's
0: quite the run. And I'm like, does five weeks count as a dry spell? My God, that is no time at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, Maggie. I mean, seriously, I mean, obviously he's not married because, <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I mean, also Page Six had reported last year that Andy Cohen had a new baby last year, right, via uh, a surrogate. Even back then, just right after, you know, he he had this newborn, we had reported that he was on dating apps, including Grindr and Scruff. I don't even know what Scruff is, Maggie. I know, Grindr. Right? I mean, I don't know. I've heard of Grindr, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Apparently- I mean. You, I wouldn't think that, like, Andy Cohen would be on dating apps. I would think that everywhere he went, he was just meeting people.
1: Well, I think if you're going to um, be the kind of person who doesn't have a dry spell for more than five <laughs> weeks and 30 years, <laughs> you're going to need the help of, of social media, right, to keep yeah. the streak alive. Um, mm. Yeah, a source told us that he has uh, – his his photos online for for these dating apps include a black and white shot of himself on a yacht, and a picture wow. of, a picture of his chest. Just mm. his chest. And that's what it said. It said he uses a picture of his chest as his main image and refers to himself as Coach Taylor,
0: like that's Friday a, Night Lights. Yeah. Wow,
1: that's uh, and, uh, Andy that's,
0: Cohen.
1: That's what people said. They said they saw his um, his profile picture.
0: You know, we're learning so much about the sex lives of celebrities. It's almost like, is it TMI? You know,
1: right? Well, this he did say. I think it's also like, you know, as we well know, Maggie. I mean, you know, people. <laughs> I I don't think we're running out of things to say on the podcast. I don't think we'll ever run out of material at page six, but you know, Andy Cohen revealed this on his Sirius Sirius XM radio show. So maybe, yeah, maybe he feels like with these Housewives episodes and, you know, Vanderpump and all the Bravo reality shows aren't going to be able to be in production. He needs to generate a little intrigue Mm. of his own in his own life.
0: That is a very smart take, Anne.
1: Well, I think what we need to do is we need to put Andy Cohen together with Dr. Ruth, who's been giving us a lot of sex <sighs> tips, right? during, uh, She's giving page six a lot of exclusive sex advice. But she's also yeah. said, right? Well, he should actually take her advice because one thing we don't want then is Andy Cohen to get involved in a you know, virtual relationship with anyone, which Dr. Ruth advised against.
0: Dr. Ruth would be a great guest on Watch What Happens Live to have her, and then some of these reckless reality stars, and she could just tell them, like, like what they should be doing, what not to be doing, talk about Andy's streak,
1: etc. Yeah, I mean, five weeks doesn't seem that long, but maybe I'm—I don't want to get married. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, people, I guess, who are alone, isolating, solo. Yeah. You, there, there's not even an there's not even a chance. I mean that's the thing. I guess if you're married and we have reported, I mean page 6 of the New York Post has reported that divorce rates are are going to spike because of the coronavirus um, quarantine and that more people than ever are calling calling divorce attorneys and everyone's getting on each other's nerves. But I guess at least if your spouse or partner is there, you know there's like the odds or there, there's like a remote chance that something could happen. Yeah. If you're alone, I mean, not, I don't know, then it's like, you know, goes down to like zero. Sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not that anyone's counting. Just Annie Cohen.
1: Yeah. You never know. It also might be like, who knows, maybe you could like, at least if you are, um, if you're married, you could sort of, you know, I don't know how you would do it. I have no suggestions about this and about how you could, you know, read. Actually, you know what? I do know. I had to say I have no suggestions on how you could rediscover romance with your partner during the coronavirus lockdown. But I do know Mm -hmm. because it's not like, oh, you know, a trail of rose petals leading to a I don't know bathtub or something like that or whatever. Like a it is. giant
0: bottle of Dial soap.
1: <laughs> yeah, to, like... <laughs> right, right, right. To to some latex gloves, Jesus, scrub up so we can get down. Into. But I think um, no, you know what it is—just doing the dishes. Oh, okay. That's a major turn on these days. Household chores. I actually the other <laughs> night I mopped the floor with like Murphy's oil soap. I mopped like. The kitchen floor and like living room floor and i mm-hmm. definitely saw a, a spark hmm. that i hadn't seen in definitely more than five weeks um there you go where it was like suddenly, so i think chores there's there maggie there are things i'm thinking of that i can't say on the podcast
0: well, we'll save that for like week eight <laughs> of quarantine yeah, when exactly. we'll call Andy
1: Cohen. All he needs is some Murphy's oil soap.
0: Well, that's it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zarav Williams and Melissa Casares. We'd love to hear your questions and your ideas for the show. Is there a celebrity you're dying for us to dish on? Email us your hot takes at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And don't forget to leave us a review, please. We'll be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.